Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood of the Rings, the Tolkien podcast where we discuss all the lore almost no one cares about. I'm your host, Maddie Bolzenius. And I'm your host, Molly Tenley-Straight. This week, we will be discussing J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Book One, Chapter 12, Flight to the Ford. I'm always impressed with how you do that. Thank you. I would get lost, like, book 27... (laughs) chapter 84 well, i will take all your compliments with a they're very rare winker <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no we're not no i'll just take them all that's gross all right um maddie what's new with you this week oh you know same old same old just living ye old quarantine life and uh, churning butter every day uh getting up at the cows at three in the morning and um this doesn't sound accurate oh wait no that's not quarantine life that's like 1800 outlander life. life outlander <laughs> life oh yeah well i have been i i finished the um the latest season of outlander the last episode came out it was extremely upsetting if anybody watches the show you'll know what i'm talking about i'm not going to go into it but i will just say i am scarred and i literally watched the episode and then molly was like are you okay Okay, she didn't even know that I had like done anything that day. And I was like, you know, I'm not really okay. <laughs> and I have just read the first book and I'm just watching the first season and now I'm like, should I continue this? I no, you definitely know. should. I, I would say that this like the season finale of season five is definitely like the most upsetting episode of that show that has ever been aired. Um well, which is like kind I of have saying a lot. to look forward to. Great. <laughs> Always love a little tragedy. Hey, we actually had some exciting things happen this week. We played Lord of the Rings Risk. We did. And I dominated Middle Earth. We literally just gave up. As soon as we knew that she was winning, we were like, everybody just want to stop playing this. I was okay with that. I was okay with it, too, because to be honest, Molly, when she starts to dominate a game, it it has a certain way of just like making you just sort of want to end your life right there. And then as someone once told me, I take all the fun out of games. <laughs> no, that's not necessarily true. It's just when, when like if I won't play monopoly with her anymore and you can ask, any we've already, other... we've already talked about monopoly on this. Podcast. Oh, have we? We have. Did we already talk about not wanting to play Monopoly with We you? did. I'm pretty sure it was like episode one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Like, it's going to be really hard to not repeat content because I repeat like half of the things that I say. Well, that's what you have me here for. To keep you to on keep, track. To keep me honest. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Okay. But at a certain point, I'm going to have to start like creating new content and I'm just not going to be able to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, if I can't repeat the stories that I've been telling for the last 12 years, like... What am I going to do at that point? I just have to like. You, you have know, to like live life. I have to throw in the towel and just like, oh my God, wait, what? <laughs> hey, Maddie, aren't you guys opening your restaurant? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we have really big news. We do? We have huge news, actually. Okay. So the last time you checked in with us, uh, we had just reached four stars on our island, <gasps> island on Animal Crossing. This is very big news. We have officially become a five-star island Woo-hoo! so <laughs> we 
are so excited I about mean, this. If you want to come visit, let us know. Our Animal Crossing Island is actually very properly Oh, yeah. Named. I mean, we'll share a dodo code on our Maddie, on what's our, our island Facebook called? Page. It's called Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this about us, but we're Lord of the Rings dorks. Oh, wait, we are? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought we were just Harry Potter nerds. Generally, oh, yeah. you're just dorks in general. Shut up, Jesse. Generally, we're jo- dorks in general. <laughs> generally, we're jorks. <laughs> generally, <laughs> generally, we're jorts. <laughs> it's jorts season, y'all. <laughs> Are you ready? I, I'm going to buy a pair of jorts. Thank you Why wouldn't much. you just make a pair of jorts? We just take do. a pair of jeans. Cut them off. You got some jorts. Season trend. Here I come. <laughs> You guys are forgetting some of the important news. We actually did have a fan write us this week. Oh, shit. Oh, oh my God. Technically, it was like two weeks ago and I missed the email. Derek, we're so sorry. Derek, Derek, we're so sorry we missed your email, but we're so, so glad that you wrote in. And we honestly didn't even know that anybody was listening to this podcast <laughs> besides like five of our friends. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we are really excited to get your email and we're really sorry that we weren't on top of responding, but we are back and we are so excited to share some new lore with you. And we're so glad that you're listening. So rest assured, another email will not go unanswered. You will get a response within two weeks, two weeks (laughs) at the most, at the most. You hear that, Derek? We got you, baby. All right. So do you want to hear about what's new with my week? Not really. Well, good. I'm just kidding. Yes, I do. There's I, nothing I just, new. <laughs> oh, wait. We did start a new hobby. Oh, shit. We totally did. We started embroidery and cross-stitch. Yeah, we did. We'll share some pictures on our Facebook page. I made if a you Gates of Moria them. one. She did, and it's super amazing. I did nothing Lord of the Rings related, but it's still really cool nonetheless. Yes, it's been really, really fun, and that's been exciting. Is there anything new, Jesse? Anything else? I think we're just ready to like talk about Lord of the Rings now. I, I think we can do it. All right, so Maddie, do you want to start with the book overview for chapter 12? Oh, yeah. Okay, Uh, book overview. We'll see how this goes. It's been a while since I've done a book overview. Yeah. I usually let you do the hard work, the heavy lifting, as it were. But here you go. Here I go. All right, so Frodo is like waking up from being attacked by the Black Riders, and uh, they've gone because Strider like kicked ass and they ran away. So after Strider hears Frodo's account of what happened and examines his wound, he basically goes off to find some magical herbs to like heal him and he does all that shit. And then they start going on uh, their journey to uh, Rivendell. Because here's the thing. In the movie, it's, it's a very quick sort of scene. It's like Frodo's fucked up. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got to get him to Rivendell in the book. Don't you take over my movie. I'm not trying to. I'm just I'm simply saying (laughs) that in the book, it's like "Eh, Rivendell's like another 10 days. We'll rest here and there. And, you know, hopefully Frodo will be okay. (laughs) Yeah, they literally are like, it's two weeks away. So like, you know, we'll do what we can for you, Frodo. But like, if you die, you die. So that's basically what happens. And they're traveling along. Does Aragorn not tell him what happens if he dies from that wound? No, they don't really. I don't think he really says it in quite as explicit terms. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say anything more about the movie because I won't steal your thunder there. But but like, it's not quite as it doesn't seem quite as dire in the book. I will say that. Okay. so they're traveling along. They run into the place where 
Bilbo had the run-in with the trolls in The Hobbit that we all know and love. Meanwhile, Frodo is getting weaker all the time. They're traveling. They're hearing the cries of the Black Riders. They know that they're gaining on them. They know they're being pursued. And then they uh, are rescued by an unlikely character, an elf named Glorfindel, who leaves them a little gem that Strider finds. And he's like, oh, that's a good sign. Like, because, you know, when you find a gemstone in the road, like, sure, that's a good sign. And Glorfindel eventually does find them. He's been sent uh, to basically find them and rescue them by Elrond. And he puts Frodo on his horse. And Frodo's like, no, I don't want to leave everybody behind. Like, I don't want to leave my friends. And Glorfindel's like, bitch, like, the Black Riders are after you. Like, you're making it more dangerous for them staying with them. And Frodo's like, okay, fine. So anyways, Frodo's going off on this beautiful white horse that Glorfindel has lent them. And they're all making their way to Rivendell. Right as they're getting to Rivendell, they come upon the ford of Bruinen. And as they're exiting the forest... Glorfindel hears the sound of the Black Riders. He calls out to Frodo. He's like, you need to run. Like, you need to get across the ford. And the Black Riders, there's like four of them that have come to take Frodo. So Frodo and the horse ride across the river. The Black Riders are about to pursue him across the ford. And then all of a sudden, the river starts to rise and this massive flood comes and sweeps the Black Riders away. And that's the last thing that Frodo sees before he sort of falls into darkness and doesn't perceive any more that happens. And from there, his fate is a mystery. Okay, Molly, time for the movie overview. Okay. I haven't done a movie overview in a while either, so this is kind of fun. I, I hope you have a fun time with it. I will. Okay, so Frodo is stabbed. And Aragorn's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is bad. This is bad. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go off. I'm going to find some herbs. I'm going to make a potion. And I'm going to see if I can help you. So he goes off into the forest. He's like sneaking along. And then he has a, is it a bow in his back or a knife in his back? A sword, I think. A sword. Goes, oh, that's what it is. A sword under his chin. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. And then you hear the voice and she's like, What's this? A rider caught off his guard. Right. And he looks up and it's Liv Tyler. Ah! I mean, Arwen. And she's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Okay, they walk back to the campsite and Arwen rushes to Frodo's side. And she's like, oh my gosh, Frodo, it looks like you drank too much last night and you're terribly sick. That's what she says? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what she says. Cool. So she's like, I have to get him to Riffindel so I can get him rehydrated. So she throws... <laughs> She's like, there's some Gatorade back there, Frodo. We're going to get it for you. It's going to be okay. They have IVs. They've got Gatorade. They've got <laughs> everything he needs. So she throws him on her horse and she's like, I'm a faster rider. I'm going to go. And Aragorn's like, what? No, I'm great. And she's like, you're just a man. And so, <laughs> wait, I'm great. <laughs> so Aragorn's like, Fine, ride off. So she jumps on the horse and they ride off. And then all of a sudden, some douchey guys are like, hey, she's hot. I'm going to chase her down. And they start chasing her down and riding through the forest. And she's weaving. And she's like, I'm too hot for you. Are you talking about the Black Riders right now? Yes. I'm just, so I she's riding just... through the... Wait, wait. Shh. So she's riding through the forest and they keep trying to get after her. They're like, God, I got to get some of that. And they keep... <laughs> 
I can't, I can't deal with this. This is too. <laughs> so they get to the river. I thought you were like describing like a group of chads, <laughs> like in their bro tanks, and they're like, Damn, right, the black hot. riders. Guys, I got to get through this. <laughs> okay, no, you can do it. So they get to the river Bruinen, and she rides across, and then she turns back and she goes, "Sexy Kim, just pardon my man." <laughs> And all of a sudden, out of the river comes this horde of horses chasing down the black riders and they drown and they all die. And she's like, I don't think that shit die. (laughs) And then Frodo falls off the horse and he's like dead. Oh, and then, oh, God, uh, we can't really talk about this. That's the next chapter. All right. How but, is that, guys? Everybody... Did I kill that overview or that what? Was that was awesome, amazing. Except I don't know that, that the amazing. black riders are alive enough to drown or be dead. Yeah, they're definitely not dead after that. But I will say... I don't think that my overview was exactly accurate, but I think it was definitely entertaining. Uh, I feel like it was um, It was pretty spot on. I mean, especially when it was like a bunch of douchey guys. It's like, I don't think there's any better way to describe the black riders than that. Yeah, I feel like I hit hit it right on the head. Also, um, she may as well be singing "Sexy Can I" because I have no fucking clue what she's saying at that point. She's like, "Sindarin, Sindarin, Sindarin, Sindarin." There we go. That sounded like a Star Trek language. She's singing "Sexy Can I" in Sindarin. Ready to do our sections, Madeline? Yeah, who's going? I want to go first. Okay. All right. Sam and Strider came behind, one on each side of Frodo's pony, for the path was now broad enough for four or five hobbits to walk abreast. But they had not gone very far before Pippin came running back, followed by Mary. They both looked terrified. There are trolls, Pippin panted, down in the clearing in the woods, not far below. We got a sight of them through the tree trunks. They're very large. We will come and look at them, said Strider, picking up a stick. Frodo said nothing, but Sam looked scared. The sun was now high and it shone down through the half-stripped branches of the trees and lit the clearing with bright patches of light. They halted suddenly on the edge and peered through the tree trunks, holding their breath. There stood the trolls, three large trolls. One was stooping, the other two stood staring at him. Strider walked forward unconcernedly. Get up, old stone, he said, and broke his stick upon the stooping troll. Nothing happened. Ooh. Ooh. So I decided that I was going to research the world of trolls in Tolkien's universe. Ooh, I love that. This is like kind of a change for you. It is. Uh, it's a little heavy research, less storyline, more. More um, just like straight up facts. And, oh, yeah. Naturalism. I'm going to put on my best Morgan Freeman voice. Ooh, can you? Actually, I would like to hear your um, Sir Richard Attenborough. Or is it David Attenborough? You which, know what? Which, was... one's, which one's the David Attenborough? I wouldn't know. And I think he's also a sir. Were they both sirs? Are they brothers? Are you ready? Does anyone Are know? You ready? Trolls of the Tolkien universe. There are many different types of trolls. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> that was really good. All right, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Take a guess how many different types of trolls there are. Eleventy-one. You're correct. What? 
No, no, I'm just joking. You're nowhere close. <laughs> Whoa. There are eight kinds of trolls. Oh, holy shit. Right. That's actually a lot. There are cave trolls. Okay. Hill trolls. Mm. Mountain trolls. Snow trolls. Stone trolls. Half trolls. Multi-headed trolls. And olag high. Ooh. Eight different types of trolls. That's a lot of trolls. The Sindarin name for trolls is Torog. 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 And, and for you that don't know, Sindarin is the elf language. One of the elf languages. One of the elf languages. Which is, I think it's less common though than Quenya. I think Quenya is what they speak for the most part in the series. You are such a Lord of the Rings expert. I am. <laughs> you know, that's why you brought me in here for the expert opinions. Sure is. All right. So trolls are obviously foul, disgusting horrible beings they were created by morgoth in the very first age of middle earth and do you remember how we were talking about when i did like a really brief thing on ents yeah and we were talking i and, I, and the who and the who horns yeah who horns i don't know if i mentioned this but orcs are supposed to be made in mockery of elves and yeah trolls are supposed to be in mockery of the ents wait what yeah so the ends are like these gigantic tree beings that are really natural and lovely and smart and creative and take care of the world and the trolls were created as a mockery of them so they're the complete opposite they're really dumb they're really ugly they're just like servants of the lord i mean not dark <laughs> <laughs> They're just the I disciples just, of I Christ. Just, I should specify which Lord. They're Mormons. They're the servants of the Lord. And, and the servants and of praise, the Dark Lord. And, and praise be his name. Peace be with you, Molly. Maddie, you can't say that about Morgoth. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm really sorry. God. I'm really sorry. All right, listen. Morgoth and Sauron don't have the power to create life. Do you remember this? Yeah. Now, I, we kind of narrowed it down in the first episode, and I'm going to just do a quick recap. Do it. Eru Luvatar is like the god, the almighty. Stage one. He's Jesus. Stage two is the Valar. And of the Valar, Morgoth was one of the Valar. Mm-hmm. And they're like the uh, step below, right? They're the mm-hmm. helpers to Eru. And then below them is stage three. And that's the Maiar. And those are all the people who assist the Valar. Okay? Like Gandalf. Right. So S- Morgoth was a Valar. He turned bad. Sauron was a Maiar who assisted Morgoth. Yes. Got it. So they don't have the power to create life. Only Eru Luvatar does. Mm-hmm. But what they can do, because they don't have the flame imperishable. Do you remember that? Yes. So what they can do, though, is they can change life. So it's it's not exactly spelled out exactly what they did to create the trolls, but they either took Ents and like converted them to be trolls, or some t- some people think that they could have been like taken from the ground like how the stone trolls will go back to being stone. Sure. They might have been taken from stone and like converted that way. I'm not exactly sure. It's not really spelled out, but they can't create life, but they can change life. That's important. Okay. Like transmutation. So trolls are often described as dull-witted, slow, in general, complete idiots. So basically (laughs) they're the Donald Trump of middle earth. (laughs) Hell yeah. They suck it, Donald. (laughs) (laughs) They range between 10 feet and 50 feet tall, depending on the type of troll. Very big range. Yes. Right. Wait, 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 wait. 10 to 50 feet 
That's a that's a that's a pretty big margin there. I know. Okay. Okay, they're super, super, super strong. They're definitely obedient to the forces of evil. Mm-hmm. And their, their skin is so hard. It's like hard scales. They're really hard to kill because of that reason. For example, in the cave in Moria, when Boromir slashes the troll with his sword, yeah. the sword literally bounces off of the troll. That wasn't armor. That was literally his skin. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. So their skin is super, super hard. Okay. Because they're brute strength, Morgoth and later Sauron use the trolls as laborers to pull and move equipment. They operate battle rams and they were also bodyguards. So they are often seen with uh, metal plates in the movies protecting them, but it's just completely unnecessary because their skin is so hard. They didn't even need that. And um, But it, it kind of sucks. They were like, I mean, because they're so stupid, they couldn't be given real jobs. So you they know what, though? They're like, here's this battle ram. Ram it into that wall over there. Well, but they don't know. They're like, they're like, that's great. But you know what? I, I do have to say, I bet if Kevin Costner had been replaced with a troll in the movie The Bodyguard starring Whitney Houston, things would have been a lot different. It probably would have been slightly different. <laughs> I can see some changes that may have had to have been made perhaps okay <laughs> right. so this is really interesting side note before i begin okay gothmog who is in the third movie he's like the general yeah. who's in that big battle he apparently was like a completely different person long long ago and i i, I was a little confused i don't know if it's supposed to be like the same guy is he gumball is he Gumball? Yeah, Gumball. Right. Yes. Okay. That's Gothmog. But in like long ago, he was the Lord of the Balrogs. Whoa. And he was like badass, like terrifying. Kind of seems like he uh, it got demoted. <laughs> I think it had to be a different guy. They just shared the name. Okay. During did the you, war. Did you confirm that? Or no, you just, that's not what my research was about. That's right not, now? I wasn't researching Balrogs. I was researching trolls. Okay. Fair enough. All right. During the war between Morgoth and the good in the first age, the trolls are first introduced. They served as bodyguards to Gothmog, the Lord of the Balrogs. Okay. And the story is so good about Gothmog. Please let me do that in the future. Like, I know, okay. I don't know when you it's going to fit in, you've but laid claim I've got to do it. it. You got it. I got it. And not the one from the third movie. The Lord other Gothmog. Okay. Right. During the Battle of Unnumbered Tears or <laughs> Nerath. I'm sorry. Well, you want to you want to try that one more time? Sure, don't. Battle of unnumbered tears. Battle of unnumbered tears, or a battle of unnumbered tears. Here, would you like to see the word? I would. Thank you. Nereith, Arno, Arnadiad, maybe O E A. Good. That's an A sound, isn't it? Like Matt Grading. I have no idea. Who knows? During this big battle, this was the battle where Morgoth destroyed an entire united army of men, elves, and dwarves. Oh, that sounds like he was having a good time. Yeah. The human warrior Hurin, 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 was captured by the Lord of Balrogs and was supposed to be brought back to Morgoth, but instead he fought back and killed all of the trolls oh hell yeah bitch. i know and i know there's a story like there's a children of huron huron Hur- children of huron right that's i'm assuming that that's what this is about. probably yeah i want to read it now because it looks totally exciting uh it to the list. most trolls were killed 
like by the end of the first age when Morgoth went down, but the few that survived went and worked for Sauron. Of course, and then they more did. were made. One thing that's really important to mention is that almost all trolls, when exposed to light, turn to stone immediately, except for the Olog High, which are the trolls that were created in the Third Age, and they're like the special elite. And I'm going to get into like, them. Like the equivalent of like the Urukai. Right. Okay. But I'm going to get into them later. But okay. um, And possibly the half trolls, because they may have like human blood. But Ooh. all the other ones, if they light touches them, they turn to stone immediately. Now I'm going to break it down into the different types of trolls. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. First, I'm going to talk about cave trolls. This is the first type of trolls that the Fellowship actually encounters that are alive. And this is the one that is in Balanced Human Moria. They have a cave troll. <laughs> That's my Boromir impression. That was really good. Thanks. In the movie, they actually battle the cave troll. But yeah. if you remember in the book, it's really interesting. It just tries to like fight through the door. Right. And then like Frodo stabs its foot. And then it like runs away because it's scared yeah it's much less focused on like the actual battle aspect it is in that scene but they are definitely found in dark cavernous places they'll turn to stone in sunlight and this was a very big debate in the research because apparently there's like sunlight shining through in that battle scene and like the sunlight's hitting the troll but then people were like well maybe it was moonlight and it was like early hours of the moon but to put it straight, no sunlight can touch this troll. Okay? Okay, I would have never even thought of well, that. Well, now when we but... watch it, we're going to be like, oh, oh, oh my God, how dare they? Peter Jackson, what are you thinking? What are you doing, Peter? Skin is dark green scales, and they have flat, toeless feet. Ew. Frodo is able to slightly injure the troll when he stabs it in the foot with Sting. And apparently they have black blood. Very interesting. Cute. Hill trolls. We learn about hill trolls when we learn that Aragorn's grandfather, Aridor, was killed by one in the Coldfells, which is the area north of Rivendell. So does he, Murder. Like, does he have it out Apparently, for um, Aragorn's grandfather was not a badass, is all I'm saying. Wait, so Aragorn's not like, you killed my grandpappy. Like, <laughs> <you're gonna laughs> I mean, he might be like that, but we don't read that. Okay. They are more manlike than most trolls, but what they are mean? like they are only nine to twelve feet tall, so they're like not ridiculously <laughs> okay. tall, <laughs> and they are still covered in hard scales, but they just like look more manly. They don't like have that like weird face and. Are you saying like they're kind of hunky or like? I mean, are I they know. like, or are they just like look more human? Maddie, why are you trying to get with all these trolls? Oh, all right. Have you ever seen trolls? The movie? Ew. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. That voice. Mm. All I'm saying, Branch, like, Poppy doesn't deserve you. I've actually never seen Branch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest with you. <laughs> I think that's his name, though. You're actually really right. All it's names. because I fucking spend countless hours with your children. I don't even need to see the fucking movie. And I know his goddamn name is Branch. Well, you did a really good job. Thank you. Hill trolls are the most common type of troll. And their most common weapon are great hammers. Hill trolls are possibly a subclass of stone trolls. And stone trolls are what I'm going to talk about next. Ooh. Stone trolls live in the westlands of Middle Earth. The hilllands west of the Misty Mountains, also known as the Trollfells and the Etmores. Ooh. Uh-huh. They are able to speak a debased form of Western 
or common speech. And in the movies, it just comes off as a Cockney accent. Which I thought was an interesting choice. <laughs> poor, poor people who actually speak with a Cockney accent. It's like they're always portrayed as like the dumb, the dumb ones. I'm like, they, ones. they can't I know. possibly be. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone who speaks with a Cockney accent. I don't either. Well, maybe we should meet some and then we'll make our own judgment. We should ask Jackson about it. All right. These are the trolls that Bilbo and the Doors fight in yeah. The Hobbit. Right. These trolls are named Bert, Tom, and Bill, and they are the only named trolls that we meet in the story. Bert. This is the uh, trolls as well that Bilbo, in the very beginning of The Fellowship, he's telling the story to the little hobbits. Oh, yeah. And he's retelling the story at his... I wrote his, his 21st birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> His 111st birthday party. I don't really know. Maybe I was... Today is my 111th birthday party. Maybe I was tired when I wrote that. His 21st B-Day. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> he went bar hopping down Park Street. So it was crazy. many jello shots. That is a Columbus reference that nobody else is going to understand. <laughs> well, those Columbus peeps are going to love it. Anybody who has their 21st birthday in Columbus, do not go to Park Street. Brothers is a trash hole. Don't go. Don't, wait, we can't say that. We have to support Columbus businesses. Brothers is great. We love that place. We don't love it, but <laughs> still go there <laughs> for the experience, you know? So these are the trolls that we read about in this chapter that they have fellowship comes upon and they're all frozen and they are... I th- Does Sam sing a song about them? Yeah, Sam sings like a fucking 10. He's like, here, I just made up this song in 12 seconds and it's the, 10 fucking verses long. I think in the book overview, you said that it was a song about Gandalf. I don't think I said anything about a song about anything in my book overview. Okay, well, if you did, it's a song about Bilbo fighting I literally did not talk about a song, but okay. I just said there's a there's the trolls that they come across. Okay, good. Um, they obviously turn to stone when sun hits them. And this is when I was talking about it's possible that Melkor like made them from stone and they're just going back to their like original roots. Right. I don't know. Snow trolls. Oh. Snow trolls. Like we snow don't, dogs. We don't starting know. Cuba Gooding Jr. We yes. I love that movie. We don't know very much about them. The only reference to these trolls is the old king of Rohan, Helm Hammerhead, which is another person that I want to do the research about. His name he is Helm Hammerhead. Helm Hammerhead. Fuck yeah. Wait, <laughs> that's also wait, like wait. Helm Hammerhand. Helm Hammerhand. Yes. That's still really cool. And it sounds like a really like intense, like old, like, like weathered 55 year old surfer who's like actually surfed the biggest wave and he's but like, like doesn't a, talk about a it shark bite bit out of like his he literally has like a chunk taken yeah. out of his leg and like, like and like one of his eyes his is missing hammerhead shark Ooh. that's why i call him hammerhead oh, oh shit yes okay i'm loving this character we've created okay Can we just add him in here it doesn't really fit with what he's compared to though so let's go back to this for a minute okay he's compared to a snow troll when he went out in a long winter, dressed in all white, and killed many men with his bare hands. Uh, uh. Well, <laughs> the Dunlingdings? Dunlingdings. I don't think that's how it's said. Whatever. Dunlingdings. Dun, Dunlingdings. Wait, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. <laughs> Dunlingdings. Dun, Dunlingdings. <laughs> Dun- I'm assuming these Dun-dun. are people from Dunland. Would be my guess. You, 
you they can... were Rohan's enemies and they were attacking. And so the king went out in the middle of the night and he just like slaughtered all of them with his bare hands. Ah, scary. Yeah. Creepy. Apparently the snow trolls stand 10 to 12 feet tall and they turn into pillars of ice when the sun hits them. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Instead of stone. Kind of love that. They are obviously found in the north. They're not beach dwelling and they are covered in some fur of some type. So see, they're not surfer dudes. Okay. Hey, wait. Before you finish this, can you remind me to tell you about the movie Troll Hunter before we, like, wrap this up? Sure. Okay. Okay. Mountain trolls. Mountain trolls are the largest and most powerful of all the trolls. We see them first when they wield the massive battering ram, Grand. 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 <laughs> I love that part. At the gates of Minas Tirith. Is that like right at the DVD change for the yes. extended editions? Yes, that's it's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're old. Oh. In the Battle of the Pelennor Fields. Pelennor? Yeah. Did I say it? Yeah, Pelennor. Great. Uh, we later see them working the gate. They like open the gate of the black gate. The, the black gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we don't really know anything else about them. Cool. Great. Uh, oh, Two-headed trolls, <laughs> multi-headed trolls. We know absolutely nothing about them. Except that they except have multi-heads. Except for that apparently it's said that the one-headed trolls are not as scary as the two-headed trolls. The two-headed trolls are more ferocious. I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Next, we have half-trolls. Half-trolls are men, and that's in bunny ears, who came from Far Harad to fight for Sauron in the Battle of the Pelennor Fields. Mm. They're scary-looking motherfuckers with black skin, all white eyes, and large, bright red tongues. Ugh. I just hate that they talk about their tongues. It yeah, I don't like really that. gross. I just don't like it. They are possibly trolls bred with humans, but Chris Tolkien said that the inspiration actually came from the 13th century work where a woman mates with an incubus and their baby is very troll-like. Weird. Yeah. But I'm okay. not, I, I'm not a fan. Um, There's not that much more information on them. Okay. Finally, last but not least, the trolls created by the man himself, Sauron. The man of the hour. <laughs> the Olag High. Ooh. The Olag High means troll folk. Folk or folk? Who knows? You know, it depends on the context. We we were actually arguing about this the we other were. day. Is it folk or is it folk? Because it depends. Like sometimes when I say like, hey, folks, how are you doing? It's folks. But if I'm talking about folk music, I talk about folk music. Well, I'm going to say that it's troll folk then. Okay. Okay. Which sounds terrifying. Really? Yes, it does. They were... <laughs> Unless they're like a troll folk music band. Right. When Sauron was in Mirkwood is when he created these trolls. And they were made from corrupting a human form. Oh, cute. So they were already from something a little smarter and something more. Well, actually, ends are really smart. Yeah. I wonder why they were so dumb. I don't know. They're way smarter than the other trolls. And they're able to be in the sun, which makes them super dangerous. They only speak the black speech. So you know they're super, super good people. Yeah. You got to love them. They have horny scales and carry hammers. And they also have bright orange eyes. Horny scales. Horny scales. They just want sex. Every single one of those scales is like, even... what's up, baby? <laughs> 
god. Hi. I just hated that so much because I can picture it. They're like, horny, <laughs> not thirsty people. <laughs> Every one of them has thirsty scales. <laughs> They're was sending like you a, up texts. Was that like a Every day of the week joke, Jesse? What? Thirsty. 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 Um, oh my god. Thirsty Molly. in this context would mean hard up for sex. Molly, what? I've never heard that reference. You've never heard thirsty before? Or Where have like you been a thirst for the last trap like, when somebody posts years. a picture of themselves wanting comments? Yes. People respond? Or you like send a thirst text to somebody and like you up would be a thirst text? What? What if they just want to hang out? Oh my God. <laughs> Molly, what have you been doing? Like having a bunch of children for the last 10 years? Yes. <laughs> all right. The best part of all of this, though, is that... Okay, wait. Where, where were we? I got all on, off track with this. Horny <laughs> they and thirsty and all this different gross stuff. We were they have horny, horny scales. scales. <sighs> all right. Apparently, a large part of the battle of the Pelennor Fields and the fight outside of the Black Gate was, was with the Olag High. Like they Ooh. were... Most of them came into battle during that time. Okay. And so they were like saved for battle for that moment. Apparently Pippin kills one outside the black gate. And this Olag high is what Aragorn battles. Oh, 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 oh. Remember at the outside the black gate. Yes. Also side note. That's very interesting. Wait, are, why are I you think, looking? I think, are you, are you about to say the fact that I, I don't, think you're going to say, I don't think so. We'll go ahead and say it, and okay. then I'll say mine. Okay. So apparently in the first writings of either the book or the movie, I'm not sure which, he was originally going to fight like a reincarnated version of Sauron. Yes, that's the fact oh, that I was going to say. Cool. No, but it's not like a re- it's like It's like Sauron, in, but like, like a in form. his like, in his, in his, like, like fair fauna or like yeah, in his, his like weird him. like shining like. So why did they decide not to do that? I think they just, it was like too fucking much. And I think they were like, people are going to be confused by this because he shouldn't absolutely 100 percent. they would be confused by that you yeah. know what i mean so i thought it was pretty cool so uh, that's really all the information i have on trolls i thought it was a lot and super interesting and now that when we meet trolls throughout the rest of the series we're gonna be like oh that's a hill troll oh that's a stone troll oh that's a cave troll and we're gonna know these fucking guys whoa that was like in beat and i was like getting ready for like a song i thought you were gonna start like rapping like that's coming later maddie okay well i just want to say wait wait i have a little bit more oh 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 please continue there is some more information that's pretty cool about where tolkien got his information from mythology about like his troll creation yeah and if you want to check it out there's a website called www.wikiwand.com and there's a lot of information there that i found super interesting but it was just too much to add to my research today but definitely check that out um and i hope you enjoyed my troll research oh i loved it okay now first of all i it's like one of those moments where listening to you talk about that, I was like, damn, he like really did the thing, didn't he? Tolkien. Like he was like, okay, yeah, there's trolls here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's eight kinds. Here they go. We're not going to really talk about what they are like in one of these books, but you'll have to patch it all together. <laughs> but do you know what I think? I think he really dropped the ball because he didn't create their own language. What well, was he thinking? Well, and also he didn't have the little tiny singing trolls that are colorful. Which is honestly the biggest disappointment here. I really wish right now I could remember one of the songs. Uh, aren't they just like popular songs? Um, 
Like Everybody. the wait, no, 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 no. There's the there's the one that's like literally from Trolls. Like the one that's like the um. It was on the radio, and it's like the one where Bree. it's like Bray. Where it's like, what's the song that the um, Trolls song? What's the Trolls song, Bray? I got this feeling inside, inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when we turn it on. Okay, I think okay. it's gone uh, on yeah, way we don't too long. Do that. Maddie, okay. you want to tell me about Troll yes. Hunter something? Okay, there is a movie. Um, maybe you listeners have seen it. If you haven't, there's a movie called Troll Hunter. And this movie is actually right up your alley. Because technically it's about like mythical creatures. But it 100% fits in the category of horror movies about animals. That oh, I you love, love. It. it. It is a Norwegian found footage like documentary style movie it's just super interesting it's right up your alley it is like so fantastical so whimsical it's one of my favorite movies i've ever seen and we have to watch it together like this week okay so we're gonna watch troll hunters that's our we're new gonna goal. watch troll hunter uh well i hope you guys enjoyed troll research i loved it and maddie you're going to <laughs> Introduce us to a very important character. Uh, here we go. All right. This is from page 209. The light faded and the leaves on the bushes rustled softly. Clearer and nearer now, the bells jingled and clippity-clip came the quick trotting feet. Suddenly into view below came a white horse, gleaming in the shadows, running swiftly. In the dusk, its headstall flickered and flashed as if it were studded with gems like living stars. The rider's cloak streamed behind him, and his hood was thrown back. His golden hair flowed shimmering in the wind of his speed. To Frodo, it appeared that a white light was shining through the form and raiment of the rider, as if through a thin veil. Oh, it's so pretty. And that, <laughs> that, my friends, is Glorfindel. Okay? I cannot believe they left him out of the movie. I love him. I mean, <laughs> here's he's the thing. so sexy. Here, okay. Yes, he is. He's like legless on steroids. He is. He He's literally legless. Like if legless had been alive 10 times longer than he actually had been. Whoa, really? Okay. L let me allow me. Glorfindel, which means either golden haired, or dream hair <laughs> because he's worth it. <laughs> so yes, he is. He, oh, he is. Oh, honey, he is. The first thing that you need to know is that Glorfindel is like old as fuck. It is speculated that he was born sometime in the years of the trees. What's that, you ask? I'll tell you. So there are three early eras of Arda. The first is the years of the lamps, uh, like the two lamps of the Valinor that were created by Yavanna. Right, 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 right. Second is the years of the trees. Third is the years of the sun. So Glorfindel is born like in the middle there. But keep in mind, each of these eras comprises of several ages themselves. Oh my God. Yeah. So like thousands of years, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Okay. Right. Okay. God, wouldn't it be boring to be alive that long? Uh, you would think so, but like a lot of really exciting stuff happens in this world. Okay. So. 
That's true. You know, you know, they're they're kind of entertained, I guess. Uh, Glorfindel is considered one of the mighty of the firstborn elves. He's descended from a house of princes, and he was born in Tyrion, which is the city of the Noldor. Now, the Noldor are a group of elves. Noldor means those with knowledge. They are the second clan of the elves, and they are ruled by Finway, who was the first Noldo. No, Noldo. Wait, was <laughs> Finway a, a Valar? Uh, no. I think he was created by one of the Valar, okay. though. So he was the first Noldo to come to Valinor with Orome, who is the Vala of the Hunt. So, okay. like, Artemis, kind of, but I think a man. Finway is also BFF with Thingol. Ah, you remember Thingol? I sure do. Yeah. Douchebag Thingol. Yeah, Luthien's uh, dad. Papa. Yeah. Yeah. Who hated Baron. Who really didn't like Baron. Name called him. Name That's called him. That's so not cool. Threw shade. It wasn't nice. Okay, where was I? Oh, Listen right, to the last right. episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and, you know, <laughs> probably listen to all of our episodes, right? There's the plug. <laughs> the Noldor are the greatest of the elves in lore and smithcraft. Now, Feanor, who is their second high king, he... Have you heard that name before? It sounds familiar. Okay. He crafted the Silmarils and the Palantir. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. When Melkor killed his father, Finway, and stole the Silmarils, Feanor renamed him... Morgoth. Uh, yeah, which means black enemy. I'm not going to get into this, but after some drama between the Noldor and the Tellery elves, which caused the Noldor to be banned from returning to Amon for several hundred years. Oh, shit. Glorfindel follows Turgon, the king of Gondolin, to the hidden city. Also, Glorfindel, it's worth noting that Glorfindel was not involved in the drama. Be- okay. I'm not going to give any sort of like wildly accurate information here, but basically there was this massive battle between the Noldor and the Tellery elves because the Tellery elves didn't want to give the Noldor like ships to get to the undying lands. And they were all like pissed off about it. And so they just like killed a bunch of them. Glorfindel not involved. He was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that today. And he was right for it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Don't kill people. No, you really should be a good person. So he like goes up to Turgon and he's like, you want to go like back, to your place and Turgon's like yeah absolutely let's go so Turgon appoints him lord of the house of the golden flower and as a captain of the king who is him (laughs) Turgon okay (laughs) okay uh he's super popular in Gondolin and everyone wants to claim they're like tight with Glorfindel like it's just because he's so sexy the hair alone yeah right I mean they're like "Mm, that dream hair we gotta get in with him Glorfindel does do some pretty cool shit, though. Like, he's, like, questing, and he's battling, and he's doing brave deeds and shit. You know what I mean? The same shit that everybody does, but, like, probably cooler than that. Uh, But nothing is quite as lit as what he does during the fall of Gondolin. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I don't think you are. The fall of Gondolin takes place in First Age 510. So... Do you know what Gondolin is? It's a city. Yes, it is a hidden city. It is basically prime real estate. All right. It's super secret. It's hella fancy. 
and it is protected from Melkor. It's basically in this spot where it's like completely hidden. Like nobody knows the location of it except for those who have been there. Is it in Middle Earth? Yes. Okay. So there's a book called The Fall of Gondolin. So I feel like there's bad shit coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's super secret. That is until Turgon's bitch of a nephew, Maeglin, turns traitor and he snap maps his location to Melkor, who obviously attacks with full force. Ugh. Yeah, it's not great. Glorfindel and his followers hold the great market of Gondolin from Melkor's orcs. They're doing a great job until a dragon shows up and fucks everything up. Lovely. Yeah. So they're having a good time. They're battling. They're like, we're doing great. And then the dragon's like, (laughs) psych. They cut their way out, but the orcs pursue them and all hope seems lost. And then bam. Guess what? The house of the harp arrives. The House of the Harp? The House of the Harp arrives. What is that? Okay. So this is especially exciting because Selgant, the Lord of the House of the Harp, was persuaded to join Maeglin's conspiracy in the hopes he could become king of Gondolin. The members of his house are like, fuck this dude. They're like, we're going to go help Glorfindel instead (gasps) because he's sexy and we like him. Glorfindel's house regroups and is one of the last to fight in the Square of the King during that battle. As the battle gets uglier, King Turgon is slayed, but the Gondolindrim escape through Idril's secret way. So they are escaping with Glorfindel holding the rear. He loses more of his followers here. So basically, he's just like, He's losing everything. Everybody who he loves is getting killed. Everybody who's been following him is getting killed. It's like really not looking good. And while the refugees are escaping, a Balrog attacks. Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Could this get any worse? No. uh, Actually, yes, it can. Oh, my God. (laughs) A dragon, the army of orcs, a Balrog. A Balrog. Oh, my God. Glorfindel jumps forward to save the refugees and battles the Balrog like a boss ass bitch and he successfully hews the balrog's iron helm what mm-hmm. okay even gandalf couldn't do uh-huh, that shit uh-huh. oh my god so he stabs the balrog in the stomach and the balrog falls backwards off the cliff and right as it does he grabs a handful of those luscious locks no! and pulls Glorfindel down with him what into is, the abyss. What is it with Balrogs pulling people down with them? They're really into that. They that really must be are. Like, I that's hate like, it though. I but mean, also like get a new card. Like you've played that yeah, one before. Yeah, but it seems to keep working. You know Except for mean? that Gandalf came back and I think that Glorfindel we, mel- comes back we, we met Glorfindel <laughs> so he comes back too. So right, but it's not working some, that well. There's some wild stuff that happens in between there. All right. So... Thorondor, the Lord of the Eagles. Eagles are back, uh-huh. right? When <laughs> even though the whole city's destroyed yeah. and everything's They're terrible. Like, Don't worry, we're here. <laughs> I hate these eagles. So he flies down to retrieve Glorfindel's broken body. He returns it to Oh, his he waits till he's dead. Yeah, he's okay. like he's like super sorry about your dude here but like i'll go get his body and you can bury him and they're like thanks so much and he's like it's nothing like it's literally not it's no, zero effort from me it's, so. it's literally nothing it would have taken zero effort from me anyways even to save him but here i am 
Like, fuck you, Throndor. <laughs> Fucking bitch. So they... Uh, now, tell us how you truly feel. Oh, oh don't <laughs> get me started. So he uh, he takes Glorfindel's body back to his people. They bury him high in the mountains surrounding Gondolin. And despite its rocky location, it is said that yellow flowers grew on his mound. Oh. I know. End of story. He's dead. No. Okay. Here's my section called Glorfindel, in parentheses, dead. Glorfindel's spirit hangs out in the halls of Mondos. Remember I talked about that last episode with Luthien? Sure do. He gets to choose. Exactly. So Glorfindel's spirit hangs out in the halls of Mondos for many years. I I don't know what he's doing there. He's probably like playing board games with the other spirits of the dead and like being all like, (laughs) man, that one time, right? So he's like waiting until he finally wins Ticket to Ride. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's probably mastered it at this point. Eventually, the Valar decide that he was just like too damn cool not to reincarnate. They're like, this dude, like, did you see what he did? They're like, oh. and, and they're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. We should bring him back to life. So they re-embody him fairly quickly, like in terms of how quickly they usually re-embody other elves. In Second Age 1600, Manwe sends Glorfindel back to Middle-earth as an emissary of the Valar and give him some pretty sick powers that are nearly as strong as those of the Maiar. So Glorfindel's like, he's like, he's up there. He's powerful. All right, you ready for this next section? Yep. It's called Glorfindel 2, Too Fast, Too Furious. (laughs) (laughs) Self-proclaimed. Yep. So after chilling for a hot second in Linden... Glorfindel participates in the Battle of Fornost. Linden. Linden. That's a neighborhood in Columbus that is not very nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's not where he is. Okay. <laughs> Unless he is like flipping houses there or something. Like, <laughs> he, might, he might be doing that. We don't know. So Glorfindel participates in the Battle of Fornost in Third Age 1975. But this is the battle that signifies the fall of Arnor. Glorfindel plays a major role in the defeat of the Witch King of Angmar. And once the Witch King of Angmar, like, flees after they defeat him, Glorfindel cries out, do not pursue him. He will not return to this land. Far off yet is his doom, and not by the hand of man will he fall. Oh, man. Glorfindel (gasps) is the one who makes the prophecy that says... He won't be. He, he won't, won't be slain oh, by the oh hand, of, which of course oh comes true oh a thousand gosh. years later. That's crazy. When Mary and Eowyn slay the Witch King of Angmar, because so, Mary, Hobbit, Eowyn, this is a woman. so interesting to me. Because so basically, what they're saying is that you can't be killed by a man wasn't necessarily true. It was that it was a prophecy that said he wasn't going to be caught, killed by a man. Literally, yes. And Glorfindel made that prophecy. Holy shit. Yes. Mind blown. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, the War of the Ring. This is where we're getting up to, like, what's happening in our story. Glorfindel is sent by Elrond to do a search and rescue for our boy Frodo and his buddies. We all know that. That's the part that I was just reading where he comes to, like, rescue them or whatever. And then at the Council of Elrond, he sits in a position of honor beside Elrond and Gandalf. And he makes the two most bullshit suggestions, which is A, giving the ring to Tom Bombadil. I thought that idea was great. Who? No, but then Gandalf was (laughs) like, no, here's why that's bullshit. Right. And then the second one is casting the ring into the sea. 
Okay, that's a terrible idea. Which is, of course, terrible still. <laughs> it's like, Clarence, you've been alive for like 10,000 well, years. Can you come up with killed, anything better so. than that? I mean, what did spending a thousand years <laughs> in the halls of Mondos, like seeing everything that unfolds and hanging out with the Vala of Death, like addle his brains? We know if the heart of the ocean's not going to stay at the bottom of the sea, then but definitely the, heart the, of the ring ocean isn't does going to stay at the bottom. Oh, but we don't know that for sure. That's what I'm saying. Do we? Titanic 2. (laughs) Too fast, too furious. (laughs) And Glorfindel is the hero of the story. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. um, So, I mean, this is like, that's basically all that he does. All that we know after the War of the Ring is that Glorfindel attends Aragorn and Arwen's wedding. This is documented. Was he the maid of honor? Dude, he probably wore white. He probably hooked up with a groomsman in the bathroom and somehow managed to fall down on the dance floor during the cha-cha slide, even though he already taken his heels off like three hours beforehand. (laughs) We know this happened. He got a little crank and it just happened. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it. He got a little crank. (laughs) Is that (laughs) meth? God, I meant alcohol. I were meant you getting, alcohol. Were you crunk? Man, I really got to get up with Glor- my lingo. Glorfindel gets a little crank. <laughs> I meant it gets, alcohol. It gets a little white trash up at this one. I meant he was having a few Aragorn too many Mai Tais. I had no idea. <laughs> he had too many Mai Tais. He's always having too many Mai Tais. Let's be honest. This is Glorfindel we're talking about. <laughs> we know him so well. We we. We know it and we know him and we love him. And I mean, he, we, like, we can basically only assume at this point that he victory laps back to Valinor because there probably wasn't anything useful for him to do in Middle Earth at that point. Seems like most conflict is gone as he far as we all the know. Boxes. And he's like, eh, I've done enough. Can I come back now? And they're like, yeah, Glorfindel. Like, you, you did great, honey. You did that shit. You Good did job. Great. We had so much fun with you at the wedding, too. <laughs> he's like, I know, I'm super fun at weddings. <laughs> Which is what everybody who's not super fun at weddings says. Maddie, straight A. Thank you. Straight A. Thank you so much. That's Glorfindel, folks. (laughs) Maddie, should we do our quotations now? Let's do our quotations. Okay, the first quotation was a write-in from a fan from Mary A. from Toronto, Canada. Canada. Here we go. Frodo looked back for a moment over his shoulder. He could no longer see his friends. The riders behind were falling back. Even their great steeds were no match in speed for the white elf horse of Glorfindel. He looked forward again and hope faded. There seemed no chance of reaching the ford before he was cut off by the others that had lain in ambush. He could see them clearly now. They appeared to have cast aside their hoods and black cloaks, and they were robed in white and gray. Swords were naked in their pale hands. Helms were on their heads. Their cold eyes glittered, and they called to him with fell voices. Fear now filled all Frodo's mind. He thought no longer of his sword. No cry came from him. He shut his eyes and clung to the horse's mane. The wind whistled in his ears, and the bells upon the harness rang wild and shrill. A breath of deadly cold pierced him like a spear. As with a last spurt, like a flash of white fire... The elf horse speeding as if on wings passed right before the face of the foremost rider. 
very intense part. Probably the climax. <laughs> very intense. This is right chapter. before they're about to go over the river. Yes. And he's being chased down and, and Frodo is just losing it. Well, I mean, and that image of like him being able to see what the Black Riders look like and and that doesn't happen cr- in the movie. You never see crying that. Crying to him with fell voices is like it what is that what does that mean, fell voices? Like villainous um beastly wild scary scary shrill shrieking i do not feel envious of frodo here no no i mean actually i very rarely (laughs) feel envious of frodo except except for when he's in rivendell oh and the shire and and just the beginning where he's like all happy and he's like bilbo's leaving me his house and everything's great and it's like oh okay thank you mary for writing in thank you mary I picked a quotation this week. I'm going to read it. It's right after Sam sings this like massively long uh, song about Bilbo and his trolls. Does everyone go, Sam, stop singing? No, it, they're all really happy about it. Like they requested a song. They're okay. like, somebody sing us a song. And Sam's like, don't worry, I've got you. And then he sings this massive song. And then on page 208, uh, here's where my quotation starts. Well, that's a warning to us all, laughed Mary. It is as well you used a stick and not your hand strider. Where did you come by that, Sam? asked Pippin. I've never heard those words before. Sam muttered something inaudible. It's out of his own head, of course, said Frodo. I'm learning a lot about Sam Gamgee on this journey. First he was a conspirator, now he's a jester. He'll end up by becoming a wizard or a warrior. I hope not, said Sam. I don't want to be neither. Oh, oh my gosh. Do you know what I love about this too is that that passage means so much more after we research the relationship between Frodo and Sam and we find out that, you know, Sam is basically employed by Frodo and that's really cute. Frodo's being like, I'm learning more about him now. Like that, I feel like that's one of those moments where their relationship is developing. And also it's like a huge foreshadowing to what Sam actually will become through his struggle and sacrifice and in a way he does become a warrior right and he is arguably the most important character in the entire story yeah that was an awesome passage thanks for sharing i just love i love his reluctance you know what i mean where he's like i don't want to do this but then when the time comes he does yep that was perfect thanks thank you for listening to this week's episode of the sisterhood of the rings Join us next week for another always unexpected journey into all things Tolkien. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and please visit our website, thesisterhoodoftherings.com and like our Facebook page, The Sisterhood of the Rings Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe and please review us. And if you hate what we do, please leave us alone and turn your rage into a productive hobby like embroidery and cross stitch and cross stitch. Both of them. (laughs) See you next time, you gorgeous nerds. Gabrielle, who's your favorite character? Favorite character is Aragorn because he's like sneaky and he's hot. <laughs> <laughs>